You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. I'm a British robot lady. Enjoy the show. Hello. Hey, Justin. It's Joe. Your co-host for Sexy Vampire Teeth. The what? The podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing we do. Uh, Hey, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? How are you? I'm good, Joe. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, I want to talk to you about something tonight. All right. What do you got? Heart disease. Heart disease (laughs) is the number one killer in the United States. (laughs) You know, heart disease kills more people than a Jason, uh, Michael Myers, all your favorites. Serious stuff. Tumors. So much more. No, no, no. I'm going to talk about fake horrors, not real horrors. Um, I want to talk to you about Malignant because I know you saw this movie recently. I saw this movie recently. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff to say about that. Oh, so much to say about And it. we haven't said shit about it yet. We've been no, no. waiting for tonight to talk about yeah. it. But uh, before we get to that, Justin, happy October. Happy October, Joe. Uh-huh. My, it's my favorite ab- month. Oh, absolutely. My absolute favorite month, too. Uh, not just because of Halloween, but I love the fall. I love, like, the atmosphere at this time of year. It is my absolute favorite time of the year. And, you know, for us, it's... It's always kind of been a special month um, from like the beginning of our friendship. Every October, we would pick like a horror series or, you know, genre and just sort of like watch it throughout the month, like like a month long marathon, giant bucket of Halloween candy. And that was like our thing for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. Um, We did that for years. Until you are now on the uh, opposite side of the coast. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, where we don't have seasons here. Well, that's kind of what I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna ask you that. Like, what's October like there in Florida? Um, I don't know what I'm asking. Like, I'm like, like, like it's fucking Venus or something. But well, it might as well be. It, fe- um, it feels that far. It, it it does. It really does. Um, I mean, I'll just say it. I'm in Florida, and it's uh, today. Like, I was sweating. Not gonna lie, and not thrilled about it. I miss my seasons. I well, I, I miss fall specifically. Sure. I can do without winter. I, I don't care anything about spring, and summer can suck a dick. Dude, spring uh, is like the bullshit season. <laughs> it really is. It doesn't. Oh, it's nothing. Rain. Nothing comes out really. Like Easter sucks. Like it, it's not anything special. It's um, really not. Yeah, we should really stop talking about the weather though. It's going to be a really terrible podcast. <laughs> yeah. Dude, um. No, but like obviously when you were here in New York, um, where I am, you know, we did this every October. We really look forward to it. And I feel like now with the podcast, it's kind of like our way of um, having that tradition again and and, uh, just obviously in a very different way. But but I love it. And we're sharing it with everybody else too. Yeah. So with with Doug and uh, Phil, the two followers on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Doug and Phil. Those guys. Um, well, speaking of October, uh, a lot of stuff is going to come out this month. Um, oh, we got a packed October, man. Yeah, really. I, I was like, you know, looking through everything, uh, again recently, like I knew it was coming out cause like, you know, I, I pay attention to that stuff. I know you do too. Obviously we're always kind of going back and forth about it, so, yeah. but like going through like a list, I was like, holy shit, there's a lot more than I, than I thought. It's a really packed October and not even just like horror stuff, which is what we're going to talk about, but 
like a lot of other stuff too is coming out that's pretty big yeah you know it's yeah like every week there's like a good chunk of content coming out that's like worth watching well we hope it's worth watching obviously we don't know stuff uh, that's piqued our interest yeah yeah basically i just figured we kind of go through the list of like what's coming out in october i guess talk about what's on our radar you know what i mean um yeah. things that we're kind of like looking forward to watching Pretty much kicking off the beginning of October, I don't know if you saw this last year, but it was really good. Uh, Eli Roth did a documentary series called History of Horror. Uh, it was on AMC. I actually just thought it was like a one-off, but apparently it's not because there's like a second season coming out uh, early October. What he did was every episode was basically like um, a genre. So it would be about, you know, witches or zombies. And I don't know if that's accurate, but like, you know what I'm saying? It was something like that. Right. Um and then he'd break it down and, you know, he, every episode he'd break down and just talk about those specific things with, you know, actors that were in the popular movies in that genre, basically. I'm definitely going to check that out. It sounds interesting. I, I did not see the first season. I knew of it. Oh, you heard um, of it, though. Yeah, I heard of it. Um, I didn't know, how, like, how they broke it down. That actually sounds like a really interesting way to, to break down the history of horror instead of... Like literally going through like a timeline, yeah, and bringing well, it down by genre, and yeah. I love that. I think that's great. And then, uh, pretty early on in October, there's the uh, Welcome to Blumhouse series, which is coming back. Did you check that out last year? Or... I, I I have not heard about this. What is this? I think you did. You might just not know it had like a title. Um, oh wait a minute, was this like the anthology? No, it was uh, Amazon Prime. Well, may I mean maybe maybe that's what you're thinking of. So Blumhouse basically put out like five movies and released them straight to Amazon Prime. Um, okay, yeah. They were pretty good. Uh, I, I don't remember the, all the titles and I don't really remember like the exact plots of them because I kind of watched them all together. You know, like you just like forget shit when you watch it. Real. Right, it all runs into each yeah, other. Yeah, when you binge stuff, you just kind of forget it. But um, I remember like I liked two of them a lot and the other three were just like okay but like you know enjoyable i wasn't upset that i watched it i didn't feel like it was a waste of time but they're doing it again this year so um i didn't read anything about the movies i don't know like who's directing them who's in them nothing i just saw that it's coming out i think they're doing like three out the gate and then they're going to do like two more a little bit down the road so okay yeah there's that shutter has uh vhs 94 coming out that i'm looking forward to yeah you know i'll be honest with you um i heard it was really good and i never watched the other vhs movies honestly it's kind of diminishing returns as far as i'm concerned i really love that first movie i heard great things I, it was yeah it was it was really well done i did not really like the second movie was okay um and the third movie is just like all right enough yeah but like you like i heard this movie is actually really good and yeah. kind of goes back to the quality of the first one. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And what I like about the VHS series is each segment is directed by a different director or directing team. Okay. So like it, everything has its own style, but all fits well within uh, the found footage genre. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I know like shit about it, honestly. Muppets Haunted Mansion. Yep. Come on, man. Well, you're a big... No, I'm, and I'm saying that in the best way possible. No, I know you are, because um, you're a big Muppets fan. 
I love the Muppets so much, and I have no shame in saying that as a 40-year-old man. Well, it's um, not really a sock. It's not really a puppet. It's just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I, I'm actually really, really looking forward to that. Uh, I like the idea of the Muppets in a, you know, spooky setting. Which is a rarity. Like, that's not really something we've ever gotten before, I don't think. Is it Haunted Mansion, like, the fucking ride? Is that... Yeah, yeah. Okay. They got that Disney synergy going. Nice. Uh, Also, and I totally forgot this is coming out, and I'm really excited about it, is uh, Chucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On sci-fi, is it? On sci-fi, yeah. 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 Um, You know, it's, it's being done by the original creator. Um, so this has nothing to do with the, with the Child's Play reboot that came out a couple of years ago, which was surprisingly good. It was good, yeah. You're a bigger no. Chucky fan than me, like, I've seen them all, I've seen all, like, the, the newer ones that had came out, obviously, right. so the, the reboot or remake, whatever you want to call it, but you knew more about it, and, like, you had seen them first, and I honestly don't even remember, like, the last couple of ones, but is this supposed to be, like, a complete, like, reboot, or is it, like, tack it's on? It's not. It's not. Um, it, what, this movie actually follows on from... Like the Cult of Chucky? From Cult of Chucky. Oh, yeah. okay. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's but like the, the continuity of the entire series? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, this is this is the next chapter in the Child's Play, or the original Child's Play uh, saga. Hmm. Um, and it, from the looks of things, uh, all the important... Uh, Characters and cast members are coming back for this. Um, nice. We've got obviously Jennifer Tilly, who will never turn down a Chucky movie. Sure, she she's back as Tiffany. Um, obviously, Brad Dorf is back as Chucky. Uh, Alex Vincent is coming back. He was the original Andy from oh, the okay. first two movies, and he was also in Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky. Okay, yeah, I don't even remember those movies. I watched them, and not that long ago. I remember like, liking them. Surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember like bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember enough of it. Um, but I'll, like, I, re- I think they're definitely worth a rewatch. I'll refresh especially myself. if you're going to watch the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll refresh myself for sure. Because I want to see the show. The show looks pretty good. It does, yeah. Um, honestly, the show looks closer to the first movie than it does to any of the newer stuff. And yeah. I, I kind of love that. So, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm very mm. interested to see where they go with it, especially if, since it's going to be on the sci-fi channel. Like, how far can they go with it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, is, is, <laughs> is this going to be, like, a watered-down Chucky? Or, since it is on cable, can they, like, an R-rated show? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched, like, anything on the Sci-Fi channel in forever. Like, I, I used to love that channel, uh, but I don't really watch it anymore. I don't know, like, what's on there that I would need to watch it for. Um, and uh, no, no, me neither. I think the last thing I watched on Sci-Fi was Krypton. Yeah, I didn't even watch it on Sci-Fi. I just, like, streamed it, like, elsewhere afterwards when it was over. Right. Um yeah, no, I, I, I don't... I miss me some sci-fi. I love the sci-fi channel. You know, back in the day, I just haven't had a reason to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah. So I don't know what they're capable of doing at this point. Like, I know FX basically flat-out curses now. 
Yeah, if they do whatever they want. I think AMC, like, they just fuck shit. Like, whatever. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I, I feel like, like, specifically those two channels um, pretty much gained free reign to do whatever they want. Not that any cable channel really can't. Or any channel, period. There, there are no restrictions to what you can show. It's just what rating are you looking for? You know what I mean? Right. I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then, uh, well, if you're if you're a Walking Dead fan, there's like three fucking Walking Dead shows on this October. <sighs> you don't like Listen. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I gave up on the Walking Dead halfway through season two. That's pretty early to give up on it. It was good for a while. Definitely longer yeah, than that. I don't know. Like, listen, I feel like at that point, like, even when the show started, the whole zombie thing had been so done to death. I guess. And not, and I'm not saying that takes anything or should take anything away from the quality of the show. It doesn't. I really loved that first season. And yeah, I, but, I guess I enjoyed what I saw of season two. I just never picked it back up. I just kind of lost interest. But they are just so many fucking spinoffs, man. Like, they just, they're not stopping. And honestly, like, I don't even like it anymore, but I still watch everything because I'm like, I don't it's know. It's like an abusive relationship. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> pretty much. I'm like, I'm just committed to it. It's like, right. <laughs> it's a fucking job. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It and now like they that. have movies coming too. Yeah, supposedly they're releasing movies, but there's no, like, release date yet. You know what I mean? They're just, like, talking about it. But they talked about a lot of shit that didn't happen, so. The comic ended a while ago, and it was a great fucking ending. Um, and now the 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 the, um, the original series, like, the first series, is ending with this season. But it's getting dragged on for, like, another year. But, um, of course it is. Yeah, and they'll 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 put another spinoff, like you know. So it, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. You could you could keep ending the show, all you want. But if you do a spinoff in the same world in the same time period with similar characters, it's just like it never ended. You know. Yeah, yeah. These these spinoffs they're not like unique enough to really say like oh it's like a different show. It's not it's the same shit. And I'm fucking a slave to it, man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just I'm in this now. I'm part of this. Well, more power to you, man. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, fuck you, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I have no interest in really watching this, but I might like check out an episode just for, um, just to say I checked it out, like just to see what it's all about. Is the I know what you did last summer TV show? Because I didn't really care for those movies anyway. But uh, I mean, like, there's really not a whole lot to say about it. It was. You know, he was jumping on that screen bandwagon. Yeah, nineties, like the like the nineties TV movie stars. That yeah. was the ensemble cast back then. And right, well, not even just like the nineties TV TV stars. It was literally, legitimately, just the party of five cast. <laughs> it's, how the, it's how the parents died. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party of five prequel. Nobody knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But no, I mean, that's that they weren't great movies to begin with. And I mean, I guess you could make the argument that if you're going to remake a movie, remake a bad movie, because then you can make it better. But don't make it to a fucking TV show. Who wants to watch seasons of I Know What You Did Last Summer? Literally nobody. Well, somebody, obviously, but just not me. Well, we'll see what the numbers look like. The um, uh, Last Night in Soho, which is basically... Um, Edgar Wright? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that looks phenomenal, but everything he does 
is phenomenal. So yeah, I'm already I'm I'm automatically on board. You yeah, tell yeah. me Edgar Wright made it, I'm in. Right, and it's a horror film. Well, it's it's like advertising itself as a psychological horror film. Right. Um, yeah, which is where I mean that works for me. Okay. Yeah. Netflix has a couple things coming out too. Um, I don't really know much about them, but I'll usually check out a Netflix flick because it's just easy to watch and it's free, yeah. you know, for anyone that's subscribing. Obviously, there's someone in your house is supposed to make a slasher film that looks decent. Uh, there's a movie called Night Teeth. I believe it's like a werewolf movie or maybe a vampire. I don't know. Um, I don't okay. think there's really much out there yet on it, but I saw that it was coming out uh, around Halloween. And then uh, there's a new Paranormal Activity movie coming out on Amazon Prime. I really like those movies. I love you do? those movies I don't think we've ever... so much. <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about that. We haven't. I no. don't know why we haven't. I, I didn't don't know. know you've even seen them. Recently. Well, I say recently, like in the last seven years, I guess. Like I wasn't watching them when they came out. I kind of watched okay. a bunch of them, I think, when like the third or fourth one came out. Okay. And I was like, oh, about them. I watched them a couple times since then. I really love them. Yeah, I, they're, they're fun. They're stupid, but they're fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always manage to hold your interest. Somehow, those movies manage to hold your interest, even though nine-tenths of them are literally just a static camera in black and white looking at a sheet move. Yeah. Dude, take my money. Again, sure. Yeah. It's the same concept of, like, you know, sitting there on your phone for, like, hours just, like, flipping through social media. You're just, like, looking at people's lives. It's kind of similar enough. It's very voyeuristic, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, and then um, the only other things that I could think of that are coming out uh, that are on my radar, and I, I think yours, too, because we, we've talked about them, is the uh, Army of Thieves, which I don't even oh, know yeah. if it's going to really be a horror movie. This looks like it's more... Heist no, movie? This, this looks like a heist movie. It looks yeah. like a, a straight heist movie. But it's part um, of the Army of... Uh, Army of the Dead, yeah. Army of the it's, Dead. It's a prequel. It's a prequel to Army of the Dead. And yeah. I'm about it, man. Cause I, I, I fucking like love that movie. I love that movie. I love those characters. Yeah, uh, and I love specifically this main character. Yeah. Um, it's the, 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 the vault guy, The right? safecracker. The safecracker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm a big Zack Snyder fan. You know, I'll watch basically whatever he does. And if it's just okay, like, whatever. I still like it more than right. someone else's okay movie. Because I just like right. I'm a big fan of him, you know. But um, he, he's, you know, he's got kind of a signature stamp as far as his yeah. style is concerned. Like, the oh, man yeah. knows visuals and he knows how to just craft a beautiful looking movie. So even if the story itself isn't that great, even if the characters themselves aren't that great... You still have something really good to look at and something interesting, and he just knows how to do that very well. And when he gets both of those right, which he has a lot, oh yeah, it's it's a it's just a fucking fantastic movie. So um, the only other two movies that I could think of that are really worth talking about, uh, well, talking about in terms of upcoming, is um, the first one, Antlers, which was supposed to come out like a long time ago. Um, yeah, that got delayed. Del Toro, Goyer, they're, they're involved with it. There was big talks about this movie. It was supposed to be like this great horror movie. And I think the plot is basically like there's a kid that's like hiding a creature or a monster like in his house. So there's that. And then, of course, Halloween Kills, which, right. you know, uh, we plan on seeing basically Night Of and talking about for our Halloween podcast. We'll put yep. one out on Halloween. So um, that's basically it for... Um, what's coming out this month and it's a lot like it's a lot of 
It's a lot of stuff. And like I said, there's a lot of other shit coming out, like that we didn't that not non horror related. It's a it's a it's a really heavy content month. Because you it got is. the Sopranos movies, fucking oh, Doom, yeah. like a lot of shit. So uh yeah, man, I'm We're gonna be busy. We're gonna be busy. <laughs> yeah, We're gonna be busy doing a whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of watching. Um that's kind of stuff that's on my radar. And uh Alright. Yeah, man. Alright, so we gotta <laughs> we gotta talk about this movie, uh Malignant. Oh god, yeah, we do. We gotta talk about Malignant. Alright, so uh first of all, before we get into the movie front to back, you know, and get into spoilers and all that stuff, because I do wanna do that. I wanna go through the entire movie with you. Just like give me your spoiler free summary of the movie. Like what did you think? Um tell you right off the bat this movie is bat shit insane <laughs> right uh, i literally have no other words for it yeah no, you're not as wrong. far as describing what it is like i didn't know what to expect going in i had no i had zero expectation and i was like okay it's another james wan horror movie no me either yeah i, I didn't know I, I didn't know what it was about and the trailer didn't really give me enough no, it didn't. Yeah. It, it, it gave you almost nothing, which was fine. I mean, it told yeah. you everything you really needed to know if you were going to, you know, just to get you interested. Um, I mean, did you like the movie? Yes. Okay. I did too. And I think that most people would like this movie. But there's a point in the movie where things take quite a drastic turn. And it could yes. lose you. It can lose you or make you really love the movie. And for me, it made me love the movie. But right, some people might really kind of roll their eyes and be like, yeah, I'm done with it. Right, right. It really kind of depends on, I guess, just where your sensibilities lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, I 100% agree. Yeah, it's hard to talk about the movie without giving a it's lot away. Really it's really hard one, to talk about the yeah. movie without spoilers. We're going to try our best here. Um, no, I, mean, we'll I, no I understand what you're saying about that point later on in the movie where you have kind of that, it's not even a shift. It's like, okay, you're either going to buy into this or you're not. Yeah. But I do want to say, okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning of the movie here. I just have one quick thing to say about it. Okay. The opening scene before the credits. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'm not getting into spoilers. Yeah. The opening scene before the credits, to me, as I'm sitting there watching it, felt like like a movie will like have a scene that seems kind of out of place and it's like what's going on here this is completely different from the tone of the rest of the movie this is just a little too campy to be the movie and then the camera pans back and it turns out to be the characters in the movie watching a movie i that's exactly what i thought was going to happen i did too yeah i thought the exact same thing the exact same thing and then it's just oh this is the movie yeah Right. <laughs> and I think once you get that, like if you can get if you can get through that opening scene, yeah. and once you understand that this is what the movie is, I feel like that's a pivotal point right there. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you because the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie are are pretty much in the same tone, but the middle of it is just it's not. It's it, hello. So this movie is very difficult to talk about without spoiling things. Like, can you just give the plot of the movie without spoiling it? Like, as best as you can. 
before we kind of just start covering it from like A to Z. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as the very basic plot is concerned, it's relatively simple. Uh, you have your main character, uh, Madison, uh, who has. Ooh, you know what? I can't. E- I don't even want to say that much. Oh yeah. man! All right, let's just get into the movie because it, it's <laughs> it's definitely worth talking about. I thought it was a great movie, and even if you don't feel that way, meaning like whoever's listening to this doesn't feel that way, you're not going to be disappointed watching it because it's something different. Oh yeah, this is about as original as it gets. It's a, you, you're, you're not going to find anything else like right. this. It's like it like to you it could be oh this is a great movie like this is like a fun movie and a great twist, or you could sit there and roll your eyes and be like this is like the Fast and the Furious of horror films, but you'll still be happy walking out of the room or whatever the fuck you are watching right. it because it, 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 it's it's maybe the most fun i've had watching a horror movie yeah, in a, a very long time a thousand percent that's that you you basically summed it up perfectly yeah it's a lot of fun i don't think anyone's gonna watch this and feel disappointed that they watched it or upset that they wasted their time they might not like it as much as you and i did but right. um it's a it's a fucking bonkers movie um all right let's just get into it at this point we'll just get into spoilers we'll just talk about the entire movie so malignant uh basically straight to hbo max um it's been out for almost a month now uh, yeah i kind of yeah we kind of it did get a theatrical release oh well. yeah it did but yeah um it was on hbo max for uh, you know for, for the last month i think it's coming on it's like uh end on that next week maybe or in a i think it, days. i think it might be today oh really okay um so yeah we I caught it kind of at the tail and I know you watched it in the beginning and then you watched it again but uh so James Wan director yes Aquaman's James Wan <laughs> yeah well I mean he's a big horror guy he is yeah he created the conjuring franchise um, saw he saw yeah, yeah. And that that influences very apparent on this movie yeah he's he's like yeah he's basically a big blumhouse guy now but saw was Mm -hmm. the first major franchise that he uh started i guess because he was he did the first one um and then if he isn't directing these conjuring movies he's like involved with every single one as far as i could tell oh yeah yeah Yeah. conjuring is very much his baby so i was already looking forward to this movie just knowing he was involved in it not knowing anything else about it yet plot trailer nothing love james Wan. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of the selling point for this movie for me. And it's a beautiful movie. It yeah. is. It, it's a very good-looking movie. Yeah. Got a lot of, like, gothic horror scenes. Yeah. A lot of 80s horror scenes. So it's 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 got a great look. And, like, a lot of his stuff does. The opening scene, you know, it, it's like you... They were... just drop you right into it. Yeah, it's weird. It's crazy. Watching the trailer and watching this, I had no idea that we were even in the same, like, class of movie at this point. It opens up like a, like an eighties monster movie. Yeah, like an eighties yeah. sci-fi monster movie. It's really like takes you out of like whatever you thought you were gonna see. Yeah, but and you know what though, it sets the tone. Oh, big time for the rest of the movie, perfectly. Because um, because a lot of the movie, especially following this scene, isn't like that. So you're kind of like you you keep thinking about this opening, and you're like, all right, well, like. When is that coming back? Like, what was that all about? Right. They, they, you know, kind of laying the seeds for... Right. But you don't know Whatever where. is going to happen later on. Right. And that's the that's that's one thing about this movie 
from scene to scene, from, you know, minute to minute, you have no idea what's coming. Yeah, it's one of those movies, and I don't, I don't like to do this a lot, but, like, this is one of those kind of movies where, like, I kept trying to figure it out. And I don't, I don't like to do that a lot, but, like, I kind of just, like, felt like that was what it was when I watched this. I just wanted to keep figuring it out, like, as I was watching it and trying to guess what was going to happen. And I was always wrong, you know? Well, I think that's kind of the point, though. Like, it, yeah. they, the filmmakers obviously want you to keep thinking about it and try to keep figuring yeah, it out because sure. they know that you're never going to figure it out. I, I kind of thought it was about, like, you know, some kind of parasite or whatever. And the title is is leading too, you know, um, especially, you know, in the opening, which just real quick, I mean, the opening is basically like, there's some kind of monster that's controlling like power, yeah. li- li- like, like, like electricity. Power. He's drinking electricity. Yeah. Basically he's the like, actual line from the movie. It wasn't. Yeah. 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 See. Um, <laughs> so I didn't watch it. Honestly, I, 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 I <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking making it up. <laughs> was it good? You went on IMDb, didn't you? Was it good? You know, this thing that we don't see, it's off camera in the beginning, is basically like manipulating the power in this hospital or lab or whatever it is. There's like right. armed guards and whatnot, and they're like... With fight. assault rifles. Yeah, right. So it's something like powerful, and uh, it's talking through like FM radio. Mm-hmm. Like it's not speaking like on its own. It's like talking through electricity as well, and radio waves or whatever. And... Uh, they try to kill this thing, and they eventually do in the beginning. But like, you get to see it briefly, and it's like this just creature. Yeah, and I loved it because like I haven't seen a practical creature in a while in a horror movie. Um, no, it's it's been a minute, especially something that's so strange looking. Yeah, I think they did a phenomenal job uh, yeah. with the design on that creature, and it reminded me. Well, there were two things that it reminded me of. Uh, if we want to talk about that for a little bit, um, Gabriel. Yeah. Um, like, just kind of reminded me of that movie Basket Case. <laughs> yeah. Because it was kind of the same idea. Sure, I could see that. Um, yeah. So it was like something like that. Yeah. And like, it, yeah. like Quatu from uh, Total Recall. Yeah, it was a weird looking feature. open your mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dug it, man. It was, it was weird, it was cool, and I love practical creature effects, and I miss that so much. I do too. Well, that's what I'm saying, it was like an 80s horror film, like an 80s sci-fi monster film, and that's how it opened up, and that's what we got, like a creature, practical creature, off-the-wall kind of, you know, sci-fi horror shit, and then into the movie, which was like, okay, this is not what I thought I was watching, like at all. Mm-hmm. But, I would, but, but, I'm, but I'm here, I'm there, like I'm all about it, especially like with that opening scene because I loved it. And like I said, it, it doesn't really like follow that until no, like... No, and I... Th- it, it, it doesn't for the next um, first two acts of the movie. It's something very different from that cold open. Sure. But here's the thing about it. You're always thinking about it. You're always thinking about it. And I think even the opening titles set a different tone from the opening scene. Sure. I agree. Because you go from this very schlocky, um, you know, 80s body horror kind of movie to like 90s slash early 2000s, like saw credits. I was getting like a big like uh, ring vibe too for a lot of this movie, like that investigative horror stuff that was big in like the 
early like aughts, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, that was kind of what I was getting from a decent portion of the movie, especially in the beginning. But uh, well, basically after that opening scene, right, this like monster in a lab scene, we go to a different type of movie, you know, and it's uh, a woman. Her name is Madison, like you were saying before. Uh, she's at home with her husband. Uh, she's very pregnant, and this guy's real abusive, like depicted. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very, it's a very uh, dramatic tonal shift. It is, yeah, and it's you know right off the bat you kind of get an off feeling about the husband and within like a few minutes like he's already beaten the shit out of her you know uh yeah. and and he slams her head against the wall which really like just stuck with me because of how violent it was not knowing that that was a fucking huge plot point for the movie no it, it's just no idea. that happened and you just kind of take it for granted at right. first because he does it so fast he like slams her head into a wall like with a lot of force it like it made me gasp and like i think he punches her too in the stomach or something like that like he hits her okay see that's that's a thing uh, so i've seen this movie twice okay. okay both times i couldn't tell does he actually punch her in the stomach i thought he did and like because she was pregnant and i thought that was like just adding to like what a piece of shit this guy was right you know and he makes the comment about how like she's you know lost babies before right i think he says something like you know i don't want to sit here and watch you uh, i think he i think the line is um how many of my babies do i have to watch die and die inside of you or something like that yeah something like really fucking terrible like so you know we get all like the physical abuse we get the mental abuse like he's a piece of garbage you know we basically cut to uh you know, that night, she's sleeping alone, he's downstairs, he's on, the couch. he's on the couch, whatever it is, right? And of course, like, an additional amount of abuse is that he immediately apologizes for it. You know, like, right. the manipulation. Like, so the guy is just a piece of shit, right? Um, he's just a toxic fuck, that's right. all. It's like the opposite of Up. <laughs> In five <laughs> minutes, <laughs> we got what a terrible couple they were. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So, he basically sleeps downstairs... She's upstairs, whatever. She's still got fucking blood on the back of her head. And the guy gets killed by, like, a creature. Something. Right, but also controlling the power in the house. So we already know off the bat it's related to what we saw in the lab. How? Yes. No one knows why. But it was turning the lights on and off or whatever. I know it was messing around with the television. That was, like, a part yep. that happened right before he got killed. And then he dies. I, I picked up on this in the beginning, uh, the first kill, which is this guy, uh, that this creature was walking backwards. See, I did not pick up on that at first. I did notice something weird about the way it moved. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily, it didn't register in my brain like, oh, it's backwards. Yeah. And obviously as the movie went along, you got to see it a little bit more. But like, I remember like, like jotting that down mentally, like this thing's walking backwards. What's that? What's that all about? That was something that like I, I caught, um, not knowing how, like, integral that was to the plot, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, you know, you get the typical, uh, you know, scene where the cops arrive, they do the investigation. Um, she's taken to a hospital because, you know, she was there during all this. She's considered mm-hmm. a suspect, obviously, as well, because she was there during all this. And then, right. her, the, you know, the, the, the next main character comes in, which is her sister. The sister, yeah. You remember her name? Equally as bad wig. Uh, The sister's name was Sydney. Bad wigged? Oh, yeah. They were wearing wigs? I didn't even... Oh, my God, yeah. 
I don't know the actresses, honestly. I, I know the, the woman that plays no, Madison's I mean, and I a bunch of shit. I don't know shit. who the actresses are either, but I can spot a bad wig from a mile away. And <laughs> Madison and Sydney were both wearing really terrible wigs. That's like, that's like your superpower. <laughs> That's it, man. That's all I got. You went to the X-Men school that Dwight went to? Oh, I'm a... I did. <laughs> I'm a bad wig reader. <laughs> and I have night hearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's all I got, man. Yeah, so so basically Madison gets taken to the hospital. The cops investigate the murder. They're considering her a suspect. Uh, we meet the sister. Uh, the sister's basically trying to, you know, take her in and watch over her. Uh, so now we, we got our second, you know, uh, main character and then some ancillary characters like the cops. Generic uh, male cop and Wanda uh, Sykes. His name is Shaw. Oh my god, dude, I said the same thing. <laughs> you like... have Shaw and then you have Dollar Store Wanda Sykes. Oh. <laughs> uh, and and, and like my, my and uh, not not to take anything away from the actress who actually uh, No, she was good. Played that detective. She was that good. was uh, Michelle M- M- Brianna White was her name. Well, uh, Nicole. I legit um, thought that that was Wanda Sykes for a moment. It was not. She Honestly, had the I, attitude. She did. She had the attitude. She had the look. I mean, this uh, apparently this is just who you get when you can't get Wanda Sykes. <laughs> um, uh, Wanda Sykes. But she did a great job. Spinning in her grave. <laughs> Wanda Sykes is very much alive. She sleeps I in think. a grave. <laughs> <laughs> Very uncomfortable. We love you, Wanda Sykes. Please come on the show. Um, <laughs> I don't need Wanda Sykes here. She's got nothing to add to this. You say that now. She wasn't even a malignant. <laughs> she could have been. Um, I actually really liked the cop characters in this movie. Um, they, they were both very likable. I, like, even when they were being dicks. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of, really, any of the characters in this movie. But I'll get to that. Yeah, I... That was one of the things I was like, eh, about. Um, but we, so at this point, we start to get like pieces of exposition, which is what a lot of the movie is. Like something happens and then we get like exposition. Something happens, okay. not in a bad way, but like we get that a lot throughout like the whole middle of the movie. Right. And that's not to say that that the movie has pacing problems because it absolutely does. No, no, no. This movie, the opposite. This movie kind of flies by. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, it's well balanced. It is, it is. Yeah. It's well edited. It's like well I said, paced. That's yeah. not an issue at all. Like I said, I didn't mean that in like a negative way, but that's definitely like what happens for a lot of the movie. You know, because we get the sister in the home, she's explaining, uh, Madison is explaining to her sister that, you know, she was adopted because Madison's older and... The younger sister didn't know this until now, so we're, we're right. learning that now. Um, and you know, one of the things um, that I started to notice around this point, like when Madison goes back to her home after the hospital, is like even in the daytime, the house is very dark. Yeah. Especially because the you know the creature, the the villain, the monster, whatever you want to call it, you know, manipulates like power. Uh, yeah. You know, we know that from the beginning, and we know that from the first kill that you know it manipulates lighting and whatnot and they play that up you know the entire movie um yeah it, it becomes a recurring theme it does yeah uh and and we're looking at again like the the crack in the wall from where she hit her head she's like staring at this crack in the wall and and so we're constantly reminded about this not that we needed to be because like the the first time it happened it, it kind of gets seared into your head it's yeah. so brutal it is 
And you get this, like, um, kind of corny, like, cheesy opening, you know, in a good way. And then you get this, you know, right. this, this like, domestic abuse. And it does stick with you, like, 100%. Like, I didn't need to be reminded of it, but, like, they want to drive it home for an obvious reason, which we'll get to. Right, right. Um, but, but it's not even just the, uh, it's not even just, like, that dent in the wall. Um, like, every time she gets up from her pillow, you see that spot of blood on the pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time, which is important too. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So we, so we get that right, and then we get like just a random woman who we don't know talking about some kind of un- underground uh, site, the Seattle Underground Tour. Yeah. Um, right. Which, by the way, is actually a real thing. Um, I, I want to ask you something about. Um, we're going to call her Jane Doe for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you first saw her, because she's she's a tour guide. For the for the Seattle Underground tour, she's a tour guide. She gets kidnapped by this creature. That's basically what this what what happens in that scene. Right. Yes. Right. Let me ask you something. When you first saw that character, did you think that it was Madison? I did. I did okay. think it was Madison. Okay, it's not just me. Okay. And, and the you. only reason, yeah, I did. And the only reason why I didn't think it was her is because, like, I remember seeing Madison in the beginning with like uh with Scrubs. Right, and that like it, that's why that. Be, like the beginning of that scene was very confusing to me because I was thinking, did she change careers yeah. last day? Like, I don't understand what happened. Was there some kind of time shift that we were not made aware of? Well, um, right. And then I, I realized, oh, wait, this is a completely different character. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. But they have the same... Um, the same they, look. Let's, they have the same bad wig, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you're not noticing this, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, this creature kidnaps her and uh, basically like ties her up in an attic. Yeah. It wasn't until I saw her again, like tied up, where I'm like, oh, obviously it's not Madison. After this like kidnapping scene, um, and then we see Madison basically get shown the doctor from the beginning being murdered. Like Madison's in her home. I think she was doing laundry or something like that. Because I think you sort of... She was doing laundry and you see her... You see the doctor's reflection in the the laundry door. Yeah, yeah. So you see this doctor basically get get killed um, in her own home. But Madison's kind of like transported into this home. Like... And that was like the big thing that they kept doing is like they... Like wherever Madison was, was like melting away or like almost like sand kind of like falling away. That was like... Right. That was like their big CG effect that they kept doing. There's a lot of practical effects in this, but that was like their big CG effect, which was cool. I mean... It worked well. Yeah, it looked cool. Yeah. And now she's like transported here to like see this happen. Uh, But it's not... It's like she can't affect what's happening. No. It's like like Ebenezer Scrooge, Yeah. you know, going into the past and... She's basically... Just watching. Yeah, she's basically just... Yeah, right. A spectator of this whole thing. She's seen what... I recognize pretty much right away as a doctor in the beginning in charge yep. of the creature being killed by this creature. So we're starting to put things together. Like, okay, whatever that thing was in the lab, that's the thing that's killing everybody. Now the cops are investigating this murder. They start looking to the doctor and seeing what she was a doctor of. Mm-hmm. And then they start basically going through like her patients, I guess, and seeing who they were. Now we don't really see this, but um, who's the cop that you love so much that you want to marry? What's his name? uh sure i want to (laughs) say yeah sure you better know his fucking name (laughs) you're gonna take it Um, (laughs) (laughs) so 
So he like basically tells like, like a sketch artist, hey, what would this patient look like now? And we don't see who that patient is. No, no, we don't see it. We don't yet. see who it is at all. And then we go uh, to the second victim where, again, Madison is uh, sleeping, I think, at that point, And she kind of wakes up in her own bed. It's like the poster moment, right? It's like when she's laying down. And you see that red light coming through. Right. And this is like the same scene as like, this scene is basically used for the poster, basically. And you see this other guy get killed. And the weapon of choice, by the way, was the... Uh, was some kind of medical trophy that the first doctor yeah it was the it was the first doctor's um yeah exactly trophy that the the killer had kind of repurposed as like a like a large knife and it was so cool it was cool yeah it's hard to explain but It, it, it is it's very ornate yeah it's a cool weapon so it's basically at that point that I think Madison tells the cops that she's like watching this happen, right? And she right, basically she's, so yes, she tells him that like she she saw it happen, she saw that particular person, and all that she had to go off of as far as where it happened was the red blink was the red neon sign that right. she could see outside of the doctor or outside of the doctor's window. Yeah, like like I said, this movie definitely takes like a very investigative horror approach to its entire middle part you know like i said and it does it effectively yeah it's good it's good it it feels like the ring a little bit where they're just sort of like only you know the cops and the sister too at one point they just start investigating everything you know and digging into things that's how we get the answers um but it's done well and like you were saying it's fast-paced in a good way like it works so that was the point where she like also did a sketch, right? Yeah, she. she <laughs> I I mean I I'm just kind of sorry that we didn't get an entire scene of her describing <laughs> the killer to the. It would have ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> like I like I could watch a whole movie just out of that scene. Yeah, yeah, sure. Honestly, but yeah, and so that this is this is kind of when we get our first really good look at what the killer looks like, like what the face of the killer looks like. Yeah, we see it a little uh, we, bit. We get, but... like, glimpses, we, yeah, yeah, bits and pieces. We, we get, like, small, short glimpses of it. Um, but that sketch, man, like, that's the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, 100%. And this is the same time where uh, the detective, Shaw, gets his sketch back from the sketch artist that he asked to make, right. you know, a couple scenes previously. And he goes, yeah, here's a photo of what this person would look like now. And it's right. basically Madison. And then we kind Which of, we already know that Madison was adopted. That's revealed earlier in the movie. Right. And so she and was, now we know she was a patient of this doctor. And it wasn't like he picked that particular patient out for a reason. I guess like that was just one of those things that just, you know, was a little bit of a plot hole maybe. Like Well, I I no, I don't see that as a plot hole. I think as he was going back through the doctor's records, he happened to see this picture of this little girl. Who look kind of familiar. Sure, right. And, know, then, and then when the sketch artist gives it back to him, it's Madison. Yeah. And that's when we know she's she was a patient there. And this was like the eye-rolling kind of moment for me in the movie. I felt this... I feel like this was kind of silly when they go to the mom. Oh, Madison when they go was, to visit uh, Oliver Queen's mother? <laughs> is that who it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, uh, Madison and her sister uh, go to uh, visit the mother and... Uh, you know, she wants to see some, like, tapes. And, of course, like, she just happens to have all the pivotal moments all ready to go. The, 
yeah, oh yeah, and and still has a VCR for that matter. But essentially, what we're getting is that she had an imaginary friend, Madison, um, when she was first adopted, and she kept talking to this imaginary friend throughout, you know, parties or whatever the case may be. At this point, like we know, the creature in the lab has something to do with the creature that's killing everybody, but we don't know like what it is. But now we're given this whole like Madison and imaginary friend as a kid. And I have, like, no idea what's going on at that point. I mean, I think at this point in the movie, I was I was kind of torn about what exactly was happening. My, my theory at that stage was that Gabriel, the imaginary friend, was actually a conjoined twin who had been separated. Right. I from cur- her. Yeah. So I kind of... And they started, had maybe like a psychic link. Yeah. That's kind of what I started thinking about too. I just didn't quite get it right until the end because I was like, it was a little bit more than I thought it would be. Right. But I think I kind of started to get the plot a little bit at that point. Um, and then, uh, you know, the the detectives basically start, you know, working for a living and they're like, <laughs> all right. And, you know, fighting crime. Figuring shit out, right? And they're like, all right, well, there's three doctors that worked on these experiments in this particular hospital. The two are dead. Two of them are dead. dead. Here's a third one, and they go. Uh, Well, well, just the one guy goes and tries to, like, you know, see if this guy's okay, whatever the case may be. And He's not. Yeah, it just so all the stars in the universe line up, and he just so happens to get there right when he's getting killed by this creature. And at this point, like... I think it's fairly clear this creature's walking backwards, especially when it goes out the window. And Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in this scene specifically, they made it very obvious that it's walking backwards. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the detective chases this thing out the window. It, it, you know, they do some parkour. They do some parkour, yeah. Uh, obviously, it kills the doctor. Um, it gets away. And... Uh, and then, you know, the movie starts to move a lot faster, I feel like, this part. Because now we go right into that, like, therapy session. Oh, it picks up significantly now. Yeah, yeah. Like, they under, like the detectives understand that Madison has a connection to this creature. Obviously, they don't know what yet. We don't really know what yet. And they get, like, a psychic involved to see if she could, you know... I forget how much she tells them that she knows. I think she basically tells them everything that she knows. And they get a psychic involved. So the psychic starts, like, bringing out all this shit. Uh, more exposition about like her and this you know imaginary friend and it's like over the top but the whole movie's over the top no I, <laughs> you're not wrong you know I just felt like this it, it started to like pick up the pace and it started to get a little more silly at this point you know what I mean Oh yeah, yeah. This is the, well. I mean, because the is acting we're now was like over the top. Transitioning into the third act, right? Because like even the way she was acting, the walls. Yeah, it was it was a lot like. It was way different than it was, like, you know, a couple scenes ago or, like, you know, whatever, half hour ago. She goes into this, like, trance with a therapist and she talks about, like, you know, this imaginary friend again. And, like, you're starting to see that this imaginary friend has, like, control over her, which is basically the theme of the movie. It's just control. Yes. Um, And then we basically find that the woman that was kidnapped this whole time is up in Madison's attic. Because she falls through the she fucking... She falls through the ceiling. The ceiling. In front of, like, everybody. They wound up arresting her, I think, basically, at that point, right? Because they think that she kidnapped this woman. Because she, yeah. Yeah. Right. And they already think she's crazy anyway, you know. Um, right. I mean, she was already a suspect, so. 
Right. So then they basically take her in. And it's up to the sister to basically do more exploring and exposition to kind of bail her out. She goes to that hospital and starts digging Wait, stuff Wait, we're up. forgetting one crucial thing. What? In the attic, the cops find the killer's wardrobe. And the weapon. And the weapon. Right. It gets just consistently more ridiculous. Because, like, like I said, the sister goes and explores the hospital. All these things just happen to be left there. Yeah, the sister goes to Arkham Asylum. <laughs> yeah, basically. And she and finds they did, like, why did they leave everything? Right. That, it, it's weird. And then it's like that. those scenes are basically split with scenes of Madison in her jail cell mm-hmm. with the fucking rogues gallery of <laughs> women prisoners. And it, it, you got Foxy Brown, <laughs> Large Marge. Large Marge. Like every woman prisoner stereotype you could think of right. is in this cell. The only women that commit together. crimes are just the ones that look like they would. <laughs> and they're all there reason, tonight. Every single one of them is just filthy. Yeah. Like they're all just covered in dirt. It's Madison and just a bunch of ridiculous female prisoners. We're going back and forth between Madison and her jail cell and Sydney um, kind of uncovering uh, whatever she can find it's Sydney. at the hospital. Her name is Sydney. I've been calling Sydney. it the sister the entire fucking review. I could not remember I'm her sorry. name. I'm sorry. It's, it's, yeah. it's Sydney, yes. <laughs> I'm glad you said it now. You know, we're at the end of the movie and we're get, getting the big reveal and that's that uh, I, I this Sydney uncovers it basically that Madison uh, was given up to the doctor because uh, the mother had you know, an unwanted pregnancy. The mother was very young. She gave yeah. the baby away, which was Madison. But Madison had absorbed a twin. Yes. And my God, like that part was so well done. Because we're, we're, we're seeing this through interviews on, again, fucking on tape, a tape. VHS yeah. tapes, right? So we're seeing it through interviews. And this interview with the mother, who's, you know, a, a very young girl. She looks like, you know... Teenager. She looks like she's maybe 13, 14. Yeah, like really young. Like, yeah. it, like one of those things they don't explain, but it's pretty haunting that she was like pregnant with twins. Um, oh, yeah. And they don't get into that. It's just, that's enough. And then we go to a young Madison who's talking about her imaginary friend again, but it's not. <laughs> it's Oh, it's not imaginary at all. Yeah, it's an absorbed twin that's basically like in her back. Yeah. So they share a brain. Like Voldemort style. Yeah, right. It like they like they sh- like so the, the creature's head is the back of her head. Yes. And there's only a little bit of the body. Like it goes down to like the that like goes, on her back. Right, along like her halfway spine. down her spine. Right, and like two little arms. Yeah. Um and uh they start like shocking this creature, uh to basically they gotta cut it out. Um but they can't because they can't cut the brain out because it would affect Madison. So they basically cut as much as they can off of, of this creature. And she's left with her own brain that's still shared with this thing. So that's like the mental link. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that's exactly what this, it is. This um, scene was basically like the right before, I guess, they had the creature on its own. Because in the beginning of the movie, we see this creature on its own, this small thing. Yeah, you, like you can't tell that it's attached to a person. It all starts to make sense, scene. basically, like the yeah. beginning scene now. 
And, I mean, they never really explain why the creature can manipulate electricity, and I guess we're just left to believe that, that because... Well, that's just, a, like, a conceit that you kind of have to... Right. Like, oh, okay, not only is this thing, like, attached to this poor girl and controlling her mind, and it can also speak through radios and absorb electricity. I guess because it was getting shocked a lot. I don't know. I, I, that's what I took out of it. Sure. You have to suspend disbelief when you watch it, obviously. Oh, yeah. Throw all preconceived notions of sanity and rationale. Logic, science. Just out the window. Just just go with it. (laughs) If If you can do that, if you can buy into the general conceits that are thrown at you in this movie... You're just gonna have the best time ever. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, if you're if you're one of these people that's kind of like a sucker for like needing to know like specific explanations, like you're not gonna enjoy the movie. You have to just sort of like let go and just you have to let it happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So now we know basically what it is. Right. So oh, this is why there's a psychic link because they shared a brain. That's right. that. That's where I'm at now. So I was like, like you, like we were right about the twin thing and yes we're right about like why they share a link uh so like okay got it figured the movie out so now waiting for the creature to come rescue her from the prison that's the scene i'm waiting for but that is not Which what is happens. kind of what we get <laughs> yeah kind of see there's a little more to it than that um because the thing that we didn't talk about was the fact that sure they removed gabriel or what existed of gabriel's body from uh, Madison's person, what they couldn't do was, again, remove the brain or what there was of a face. So they pushed you know, what existed of his head and face back into Madison's head right. and just covered it with the rest of the, like a skull flap. Like, yeah, she has to live with it. <laughs> but they were hoping that cutting out what they could would have been enough to suppress it. Which I thought was just why they had a psychic link. Didn't really expect what happened next to be what it was. No. Right. Because what happens next is... Oh, but real quick, before you get into that, the scenes where they're cutting out Gabriel, when they're cutting Gabriel out from Madison, like, uh-huh. fucking love those scenes, man. Like, talk about, like, practical effects. Oh like, my the surgery God, it scene. so good. Yeah. I was, I was really impressed by that. We don't get, like, a ton of creature effects in here. Like in the beginning, obviously, but that's a big no, scene. No, but what we get is like really, really, really well good. Done. Yeah, really like, well done. Well, yeah, like all right. T- walk us through the rest of the fucking movie. Uh, all right, we've gotten our exposition dump. We know what Gabriel is. What we don't know is how exactly this trans. Like how? How? We're about to show you how. <laughs> Um, so we cut back to Madison in her jail cell. She's getting into it with the, uh, biker lesbians from Mars. And basically she's getting the shit kicked out of her. She's on the floor and she's getting like the, in, the entire cell is now on top of her basically. It's and they're, the they're about to kill her. Basically. Yeah. And then Gabriel shows up. She stands up. And Gabriel's face pushes out of the back of her skull. Yeah, she almost, like, pulls it out in a way, too. Well, yeah, because he takes over her body at that point. Right. So, like, her limbs start contorting. She starts contorting backwards. Backwards. 
and her hands come up to reach the back of her head and pull open the skin covering her skull. Yeah. And that's when Gabriel's face pops out of the back of her skull. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, at this point, like, this is the huge turning point. I mean, everything this was... it, yeah. There was a lot of weirdness leading up to this scene. But, like, at this point, like, the big reveal, the big, you know, twist, whatever you want to call it. Like, the whole movie just turns in the last couple scenes. And if you're not with it at this point, like, you're just laughing. Yeah, this is, this is the point where... I would imagine if you're not with the movie, you're going to end up just walking out. Right. Or at least, like, a real heavy eye roll at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, I just kind of laughed and said, okay, we're doing this now. And what we end up getting from that point forward is maybe the greatest fight scene ever to be put on a horror movie. Yeah, but that's the thing I didn't like about it, is I felt like it was completely out of place. You got, like, this choreographed action movie fight scene and it just didn't feel like a horror movie anymore no it it felt very hong kong martial arts almost um you know they went kind of matrixy um but you know what like i was kind of so invested at this point that i was like sure um because that fight scene was just it was well done (laughs) So, and it was so well done that I just didn't care that it kind of didn't belong in a horror movie because this is now their chance to really show us what Gabriel does yeah. and how Gabriel does what he does. Madison's yeah. not crazy. No. Gabriel actually is doing these things. And... Right. And they also explain that Gabriel could project... Like, he could control what she sees. Right, which is why she saw the killings. Right. She was there doing them, obviously, you know, but... Yeah, she she was physically there, but she had no agency. It's done well. Like, all that stuff is done well, and obviously as the movie kind of reveals itself at the end, like, you just get it. Like, you don't have to think too much, you just get it. Right. Um, But um, it lost me in that, like, precinct fight scene. It was a little too much for me. Like, the end kind of got back to formula when they were basically... Um, they are in the hospital? They are in the hospital. And, we, and Well, we already found out at that point. We, we, we kind of skipped past it. But the woman upstairs is her real mother. Right. That was the, the woman who... Right. Uh, Not that it matters too much at that point. It doesn't matter at all. No. But, but that's who she... Uh, who Gabriel goes to kill. And we think that Gabriel has basically killed Sydney. Yeah. And well, get, no, yeah. And then goes to take out the mother, and we finally find out that Madison learned to control this thing at this at this point. So now she's projecting for Gabriel, and Gabriel yes. thought he did all these things at the end, but he didn't. Madison he didn't. sort of flipped it. She projected to to him, uh, right? Which because was great. she finally figured out, oh, this is my body, right. and I do have control over. And we're visually shown Gabriel in a cell, just like she was before, and he's, like, locked away. And I believe but he... in her mind. Yeah. So, you know, um, one of the things that, that uh, we found out, you know, um, early in the movie was that Madison's real name was uh, Emily May. Emily May. Emily yeah. May. And Gabriel keeps calling her Emily May. Um, I believe at the end he actually called her Madison. Oh, does he? I, didn't I believe know he calls her. Yeah, I believe at the very end he calls her Madison, and that kind of like solidifies that like she took control because right. now he's calling her by her name. That's the name she goes by. 
he, he lost control to Madison, and that's basically that's basically how the the conflict ends. Um, right, and and like you said earlier, you know, the whole kind of theme of the movie is control. Um, I mean, and it's done in a very silly, schlocky, eighties horror kind of way, but I feel like it worked. It did. It definitely did. They got their theme across. I mean, there were some serious moments where it was about control, especially with her shitty husband. But, uh, yeah, like, control, finding your identity, like, those were the the themes that they were going with. And they did them well for what it was. Oh, there is one thing that we didn't talk about. What? So, remember how in the beginning, like, the the husband says, how many of my babies do I have to watch die inside of you? Yeah. Um, So, we already know now that Madison had multiple pregnancies and none of them have been able to go to term. And we know why. Um, And the reason for that was that Gabriel was absorbing all of Madison's babies. To to basically get power. like To To get power. Right. And that's why Gabriel resurfaced when he did. Yeah. Well, it was also, and we said before, a big plot point was her getting hit in the head. Was her getting hit in the head too. So right. that kind of woke him up. That woke again. him up. And they, they basically spell it out for us. And that's kind of one of the things that I'm not like a huge fan of in the movie. I feel like they explained a lot to us throughout the movie. And they didn't need to. Like, And I, right. and I sort of feel like we would have gotten it. You know what I mean? Like, I would have we would have gotten that on our own. We didn't have to have everything spelled out as much. I always kind of feel like when when directors uh, spell things out too much, it's like they think the audience is stupid. They're not going to get it, you know. So I'm never really a big fan of too much exposition. There just was a lot of that in here. Whether they were telling it to us, showing us old fucking VHS tapes, they didn't have to do that. Like I would have figured this out. As crazy as it was. I still would have figured it out, and I think most right. people would. So I felt like there, one of the flaws was that there's a lot of explaining, and I don't think you needed to do that. You could have just left it alone and let us figure it out, and we all would have, you know. Right. Yeah. As off the walls yeah, yeah, it, it was. It was pretty clear what was happening, uh, especially like once you got to that end scene. Like I think had they just left it explanation from the hospital scene or from the uh, asylum scene. Yeah. Um, had that not happened and you just kind of watched the jail cell scene, you th- like that just got its point across right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of like classic horror cliches in this movie. Yeah. And, but, but it's good. Like it's not overdone. It's not too corny. Like it's done well. Like I enjoyed those cliches. And some of them were, you know, uh, like visual, like, Dude, how many times did they show the house, right, that Madison lived in? It's just, like, the fog rolling in, the moon, like, you know, like, a really great-looking horror-like set. Like, I love those, those those shots. They were really, really well done. Yeah. And, yeah, awfully, like, terribly cliched, but in a good way. Um, well, they, uh, they also had, I, I did want to bring this up, there was that one shot, that overhead shot inside the house, like earlier on in the movie where uh, Madison's kind of running from or thinks she's running from Gabriel as that overhead tracking shot. I thought that was genius. Yeah. You know, it's, I thought it's, that was really well done. I'm, I'm sure you got a lot more out of the second watch. I, I definitely want to check it out again, um, especially knowing everything now. It's one of those things you want to go back to knowing what happened. You right. Know, no, you can, you, I, 
this movie definitely benefits from a second viewing. Yeah. Like I said, like this was my second time watching the movie, and I picked up on a lot more things this time than I did uh, on my first viewing. But can we just like, there's one like weird nitpick I have about this movie, and no. it is specifically about that house. What? Well, okay, there's two things. One, why is the house so much bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? <laughs> it's a TARDIS house. It, well, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, so she lives in the TARDIS. Okay, cool. Um, the second thing is the, the house is weirdly anachronistic. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but like... Yeah, th- th- there was a dated feeling to it for sure. Um, but it was, yeah, it, I mean, it worked. I didn't really... It just felt old. Because, like, it was dark, it was dusty. Like, the design just sort of worked with that. I did notice what you're saying, but I didn't really think too much of it. I just figured that was just, like, they were just kind of stuck in that style or error, you know? Well, I mean, sure, but at the same time, like, had they stuck with that specific aesthetic choice for everything in the house, it would have made more sense. But you have, like, a flat-screen TV. (laughs) I guess. Everybody's got iPhones with no fucking covers on them, by the way. I hate when they do that in movies. You've had some strange, like, hang-ups, man. Wigs. Bad wigs, man. I mean, like, like, this is a little nitpicky shit that I notice. I don't know. I'm just saying. You know what? You know what um, I liked, actually? Um, I thought the music in this was really good, too. I don't know who did it. I have no idea. Uh, The composer or whatever like that. But I don't know if you picked up on this. I could be wrong, but I don't, I, 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 I'm fairly certain that one of like the main themes that kept playing was a fucking uh, like orchestral version of the uh, Pixies song. From the end of uh, Fight Club? Ironically enough, from the end of Fight Club, because this is like kind of in the same vein of those yeah, story-wise, yeah. right? I um, picked up on that immediately, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. You're, <laughs> right. You're 100% correct. It was an orchestral version of that song. Yeah. So, um, I love this movie. I really did. Um, so, all in all, big fan of the movie. Yeah, I was me too. Yeah. I, I, I legitimately love this movie for as crazy, uh, as batshit insane as it is. It's a lot of fun. It's a really, really it, fun it movie. It is. And you have and, to just... And listen, I, I'm not going to lie, the entire time I was sitting here watching it, both times I watched it, I I was making fun of it the whole time, in a good way, in the most affectionate way possible. Yeah, sure. And I was just having a blast with it. And I'm going to tell you something, this is going to be an annual rewatch for me yeah, man. every October. Yeah. It's one of the better like horror movies I've seen in the last like two years, uh, just because it's unique. It's... You know, it is off the wall. And a lot of movies now, they do kind of play it safe and they keep to a certain formula where it almost feels boring. I'm a, I'm, uh, I, I find myself bored by a lot of the newer horror stuff. You know, yeah. I'm a sucker for the older stuff and this is kind of in that tone. Um, so I, I loved it, you know. And uh, if you love, you know, girls in pajamas and <laughs> so much girls in pajamas and... Drop and dead, dead wigs Fre- and drop dead Fred. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna love *Malignant*. You know, um, I'm gonna give it a rating. I'm gonna go with um, seven out of ten trophy knives. What do you? Uh, okay. What are you gonna give All this right. movie? Um, I think I'm gonna give it. Yeah, I think seven seven out of ten sounds right to me. Yeah, 
seven out of ten sounds right to me. All right, well, uh, we got a lot of things to look forward to this month. Um, I'm excited about all of it. Uh, this was a great movie to kind of uh, talk about in the beginning of the month because it's going to be kind of hard to beat something this unique. I feel like a lot of things coming out right now, maybe like um, Last Night in Soho. Uh, that's exactly the one I was thinking of. Yeah. I think that's going to be the most... Halloween Kills we know is going to be kind of disappointing. But yeah. I'm going to enjoy talking gonna about it. it. Yeah. Gonna watch it. We're going to watch it. We're going to shit all over it. <laughs> I hope not. Um, but yeah, check out Malignant. I think it's really worth a watch. Um, a really fun movie. Really great movie. Yeah. All right, man. Until next time. All right, Joe. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Next week on Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Never once does anybody refer to it as a vampire. No, they don't. Even after they know what its nature is, it's still referred to as an angel. Yeah. Well, right. Like, they still believe so hard that this is, uh, it's almost like everybody's in denial. Right. Even after they know for a fact that this thing's kind of a dick. Right. <laughs> they still want to say, oh no, it's an angel. It's just that this is what angels do, I guess. <laughs> you fucking dickless angel over here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do... Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81 and if you want to follow me on slasher the horror-based social media site you can find me at sexy vampire teeth pod and if you want to follow me on social media you can't i'm off the stuff so if you guys want updates on the show please follow us on our social media sites and make sure to tune in every monday night for a new episode thanks for listening guys and good night so long everybody You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.